Hello, hello. Welcome back to PS We Have No Plan. I'm Peyton Weiser calling in from LA. And I'm Emily McManus calling in from Nashville. And I gotta be honest, it's still I'm still getting used to you saying Peyton Weiser. I know. I still have to change my credit card and whatnot. I'm still Peyton Smith in some senses, but I know. (laughs) You're wiser now and I love it. I'm wiser. I'm older and wiser. I know we're a little tired today, but we will get the energy up because no one wants yes, to listen to two tired girls. So <laughs> <laughs> two tired <bleh> girls. <laughs> this episode, I think we're going to do like a little bit of a catch up and a little bit of discussion around some cheesy quotes that are maybe overly romanticized online that we, we want to discuss, but I thought it would be fun to start with like a, uh, what are those rep- a report? Have you seen the report trend on TikTok? No. Okay. So each you sort of like check in with um, the different letters. So R stands for what you're reading. E is what you're eating. P is what you're, oh God, I don't even know what they stand for. Hold on. Let me pause. Yeah. Let's look it up. R is reading. E is eating. P is playing. O is obsessing over. R is recommending. And T is treating. Yes. Okay. So R, what I've been reading lately, I've been reading, I just finished Yellow Face, which was really good. And now I'm reading this new book from it's Jeanette McCurdy's um, biography called I'm Glad My Mom Died. It's okay. sort of a bold <laughs> title. <laughs> um, but I think she had a tumultuous relationship with her mom. She was a young child actress and she was on iCarly and Nickelodeon growing up. So um reading that right now. Interesting. What are you reading right now? I have been reading a lot of Architectural Digest. Mm. Yeah, I know. Um, My mom got me a subscription. And so every month she brings over a magazine for me and I love it. cute. I know. It's been really good. Any good tidbits? Oh my gosh. One of my favorites recently has been, I'm going to get the anniversary wrong, but I think it's like 50 years of Ralph Lauren. Mm. And they dug, they dove into his houses and how he has not just created this clothing brand, but an empire of aesthetic. So there's fabrics and there's home decor and there is clothes. And he started, I think, by just not just, I think he started by creating ties, designing ties. Um, And it was just really, really cool to see this launch or the celebration party that he had. And it tied in all of the different aspects of Ralph Lauren. And it was straight up my vibe because there are just patterns everywhere and colors mm. and black and white. It was just very romantic and whimsy. And it's it's definitely just gorgeous. And I loved it so, 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 so much. Um, and then another one was, gosh, what was her name? I'm not going to remember her name, but she's British and she has this townhouse in like the heart of London. And she has, it is so funky. Like everything is almost black and white all over. Oh, love. I'll share a link to the, both of those articles, but I've been enjoying that. I've been enjoying that. I normally like would just have a magazine, like let it stack up because I like the way it looks, mm-hmm. but I'm reading each one. And I How like fun. How vintage yeah. of you to read a magazine. I love Thank it. Thank <laughs> Okay. What are you eating? Let's see. Eating. Uh, well, you might find this gross because most people do, but I have been eating cottage cheese lately. That's my new snack and I love it. <laughs> I used to love cottage cheese. Really? I mean, okay. Yes. People go either way. Jeff eats it every day. <laughs> really? 
Yes. Oh my god. Yeah, a lot of cottage cheese. I actually just got some from Trader Joe's this afternoon for him. Oh my god. It's such a good source of protein. I put it's... everything but the bagel seasoning on it and have little crackers. It's really good. That sounds delicious. <laughs> I know some people even put fruit on it. Like mm. I don't know if I would like that one though, because it is so I I feel like cottage cheese is more savory. Mm-hmm. I agree. Their own for sure. What have I been eating? You know, I, most mornings I have been having, um, overnight oats. Mm. I, yeah. They're really, really good. <laughs> I am meaning to make them myself, but I get them at this, uh, juice cafe that I go to every morning to get my, my, my boss, a, a fresh green juice. And it's so good. There's chia seeds in it, a little bit of almond butter, coconut flakes, um, strawberries it is and it's just so good okay love great recommendation what about playing what is what are we i'm i'm interpreting that music wise because i've been been listening to a lot of music i just got back from my walk so i've been listening to a lot of smashing pumpkins because i feel like that's just the it's just the era of fall and whatnot and like the 1979 remastered version of luna is one of my favorite soundtracks so i go to that a lot I absolutely love that. <laughs> I I do. I love that so much. Um, but I listen to a lot at work to listen to our all of our um, songwriters catalogs. So I'm definitely doing that every day. But right now, I am full blown into Taylor Swift's Midnight's album. Mm. Yep. Just repeat, repeat, repeat. I love it. It is such a love vibe. that. Love mm-hmm. that. Okay, great. Oh, also Mitski's album. Have you heard of Mitski? No, but I will. I'm going to write this down. Her album's really beautiful and kind of experimental pop, really pretty lyrics. Okay. Well, then what are you obsessing over? Obsessing over? Um, well, I am re-obsessing over Paul Meskel, who's on my hall pass list, the five hall pass list, because he's in this new movie with Saoirse Ronan. They're both Irish, by the way, but they play American in this film, and it's called Foe, and it's out in theaters oh. now. And I cannot wait. I'm obsessing over the trailer of it. <laughs> I, okay. It, describe Sersha to me because I feel like I know who she is, but. You definitely she, do. She was Lady Bird and Greta Gerwig's Lady Bird. She was Joe March in Little Women. Okay. Yep. She, that's exactly. Okay. Oh man. Little Women. That was such a great movie. She's amazing. And I think he is too. So I'm, I'm obsessing over both of them, but probably Paul a little bit more because I, I just love him. And he was in White Lotus? No, he was in um Normal People After Sun with Charlotte yep. Lewis, okay. I think is the director of that. And then he was in um the musical yeah. A Streetcar Named Desire in London. So, anyways, but he's pretty incredible. The reason why I love him is because he's hot and everything else, but also because he's super, super talented. Like for normal people, his very first TV show, he was nominated for an Emmy for his um, first ever movie he was nominated for an oscar and for his first ever perform play he was nominated for whatever the play the big um thing and he won it for oh his performance God. in that yeah he's incredible so so he could be an egot winner one day i think so i think he's that talented he's also an incredible singer so who knows that is super super cool wow obsessing over my obsessing goes right over to playing. I am obsessing over Taylor and Travis. Oh, me too. I'm I just obsessed. love them. I love them. Don't you? Yes. I, 
He's sweet. I feel like it's a true love story. I agree. And he's um, a gentleman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He seems he, genuine. He comes yeah. from just a normal background. Yeah. I'm all for it. I'm all of, and I, I literally am just, I hope it works. I love it so much. Wait, so hot take on this whole thing. Cause Taylor Swift's always in the media right now, especially with the era's tour movie. So some people are saying she overcharged for the, the concerts or whatever the tour. And now she's racking in some money having the movie. And it was also featured during all of this terrible stuff that was happening in the world. Yeah. What, what's your take? How do you digest it all? Give us the spiel. You know, I find it so I so I don't know how much tickets were originally priced for the show. I'm sure that the surcharges part of it was because scalpers and it was so hard to get tickets. So it just right blew it up in demand. So I really don't know how that all went to bat or how that went to play out. But I went to go see the movie and I thought it was great. Um, I loved it. Yes. I love concert movies or like I tour movies. Too. Yeah, I do too. And I, I mean, yeah, she is making another buttload of money, but it is very nice because so many, like thousands of people couldn't go to the concert. Right. Right. So it's, it is just as, it's not just as good because it's a, a little bit different, but you get to experience it still. And so I don't think there's a negative to it. I think it's such a good thing. I'm I with really you completely. Do. And everyone ends up making a documentary anyways. It just typically comes out like a year or two later. She's just a Everybody. boss lady. So she like did it all in one. She does not sit down. She does not play around. She is on it. No, and she's on it. So I'm with you. I'm with you. Okay. What about recommending? No. Oh, I was just going to say with all turmoil happening in the world, all the turmoil, it is hard. Like when you see, I think everybody is conflicted on how they approach their everyday life totally right or what they put out there because totally. it can feel insensitive and gross and so and you need to be aware but it's also but you also can't stop living and i don't think you're ever going to make anybody happy i think it's very important to be in the know mm-hmm. and be educated on things mm-hmm. and hopefully have a heart for those that need it mm-hmm. but i think you also need to go about your normalcy too. Because there's things that happen in the world every, well, I completely agree. I think there's things that happen in the world every day that are Mm -hmm. terrible, that are not mediatized, that are, that are constant issues. There's constant issues in our world, but there are these moments of impact that this was a terrible moment of impact. I think there is an expectation in the age of digital media to have a strong opinion on every world issue that ever comes about which can be pressureful slash spread misinformation because then people just start posting shit to be like, I'm, I'm woke. I get it. And it's like, uh, you actually take the time to educate yourself and find ways to really help um, before you just repost something. So that's sort of my, the performance activism or whatever it is on social media can kind of ick me out at times. And I also agree with you that there is a fine line and a balance and you, you do need to sort of live your, live your life while also caring about these world issues. Right. Right. Definitely. I mean, if you start to dissect it too, and I'm not saying that everybody does this, but I would bet to say a lot of them who are posting about it, Mm -hmm. that's kind of all they're doing. They're not doing anything else to help. And maybe, you know, 
Taylor hasn't posted, but maybe she's helped. She didn't talk about, you know, every tour stop she's done, she has donated $100,000 to the food bank. I think that there can be, that's a slippery, a slippery slope right there because it's one of those things where you just, you uh, talk the talk, but you're not walking anything. Yes, exactly. It's complex. And, but that I, I'm completely with you. So team Tay, we love Taylor. Um, Absolutely. What about recommending? What are you recommending? Um, I'm recommending rest. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> right. I'm kind of recommending it to myself too. I'm just, and I'm, I know that you're doing the same thing. I am just going full speed ahead and I'm not taking rest. I'm taking on too much. And I had something canceled tonight and it was, it was like a godsend. I needed it. And I needed the reminder of you don't have to say yes to everything. It's okay. You can say no to a little bit of money over there or, or, or whatever you have to say. I recommend resting. I love that. That's a great recommendation. I think the first thing that popped in my head weirdly was astrology. Oh, <laughs> yes. But I think it's such a fun thing. We talk about it often on this pod, but I recommend that people invest a little bit more learning in their charts slash the world and just learn about the flow of energy because it really is interesting and validating. Because yes. right now we're in an eclipse season until the 28th, okay. which is maybe why we feel a little bit chaotic and feel like we're burning so many, what's this saying? We're so bad at saying the burning the wick at all ends. You know what I'm saying? We're, we're a double wick candle right now. <laughs> it's, it's We're going too hard in too many lanes, like you yeah. said. And that's a very common feeling in the eclipse season. So you're not right. alone. I love that. I really, really, really want to do an episode of astrology because I love it and I am so intrigued, but I know very little about it. Like I I read some stuff on my own, but I don't know the the depths of it and what they all mean. And I would absolutely love to do an episode and you just kind of like teach us all. Oh my gosh. I would love it. I'm definitely not an expert, but I feel like I know enough where I could kind of do an episode with you. I think you do. I think you do for sure. Definitely. Lastly was T for treating. I'm bad with treating myself, right? Like I don't find the typical, like get a piece of candy or have a glass of wine. Like I do that every day. So I guess I treat myself typically to things like I don't restrain. Maybe that's the thing. Um, I mean, same. Right. And like, I don't. (laughs) I'm sorry. I treat myself every day. No, you know, I, I was telling myself today, which I guess goes to my recommending I am going to try and get a massage on Friday. Oh, love. Right? Cause and that is a total treat. And mm-hmm. I have not done that in so long. And when you're when you're just kind of run down and you need rest, like that is the perfect thing to go do. You restore your body, you really get to relax. You don't have to do anything. And I I feel like it's such a treat. Oh, that's a great one. And that reminded me of one that I just thought of that I that I'm trying not to do often because I think that can lead to laziness, but I treated myself to Instacart instead of going to the grocery store today while I was working. Great treat because I was able to push through, get my stuff done that I wanted to get done and got fresh groceries delivered to my door. So sometimes those things, that's what I'm, that's what I'm treating myself as. And sometimes those things are necessary. They are, they are. I mean, you can't, you can't be just like we said with uh, resting, you can't be like 
to the, to the T for every single thing in your life. You got to treat. Right. A hundred percent. Well, okay. That was kind of fun. That was a good way to open, open up the combo. I like that. I, I mean, I'm not going <laughs> to lie. Should we, well, I'm not going to say, should we add that every time, but we should do this more often because yeah. I do like that. I think that's really, and it kind of like makes you think on those during the week, like, okay, so what will I be reading this week? So I should mm-hmm. probably read or what am I playing right now? Oh, you know what? I'm going to go play my guitar. Agreed. Agreed. Maybe we can check in next week and see, see the report next week. What else has been going on? How have you been? I feel like I haven't seen you because for the last two weeks we've done our solo pods. I was counting that today. So we haven't seen each other in three weeks (gasps) because we, we did our pod then that week until you did your pod. Then the week I did my pod and now the week till now. Wow. so, So ish, ish, ish. That is wild. It's been a whirlwind of the last two weeks for me. I don't know if you've felt that. So it has flown by in some ways. I have felt it and I need to, I I think it's really important. I want to know like your first few weeks of entrepreneurship. You are fully out of TikTok. You're on your own. Um, You jumped in little baby. How is it? I know. Isn't that wild? The last time we talked, I was still, I was the last day or something at TikTok. Mm -hmm. I, it has been a wild two weeks because of, all of that, which is to, to be expected. I feel like I had so much energy going into quitting. And then there's three weeks. I didn't put in a two week notice. I put in a three week notice so I could really close out my projects well. And then, so it just felt like a long drawn out process. And then I was like, Oh my God, what did I just do? (laughs) Um, there's still a strike going on with actors which is a little unnerving, but eventually that will end and they're meeting again next week. But the world of the entertainment industry is so changing and and just evolving on a day-by-day basis, which causes some anxiety for me. And I'm sort of like, how am I going to navigate this if experts who have been in this field for years are struggling right now? Mm-hmm. But maybe at the same time, it would be nice to get some fresh energy. So- Yeah. So I'm feeling like hopeful and optimistic. I did assign myself my first two projects. I'm doing two decks, like the Devil Wears Prada. I got inspired by the Devil Wears Prada and I'm building a binder of like archives from the seventies to the two thousands of like the most iconic marketing campaigns for film ever, what they did, how much money they made, like what types of color schemes they use. Like I'm going in as well as cultural like references of the time, like what was going on in the seventies that influenced these campaigns. I am beyond impressed. Is that fun? So then I can have that binder and then I can print it out and have it in a little binder. And so then I can, when I build my team over time, I can be like, Hey, go pull the seventies archives and let's see what they did. That is a lot of work. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work and it's a lot of research, but I think it's good. I think it's good work. So I was doing that, which is fun. And then the second one was from 2023, like a year in review. And I think I'll do that every year. Um, So I just finished that one. I did three case studies, Barbie Oppenheimer, Megan, the horror film. And I just did like whole, it's like a 50 slide deck, very detailed. I'm so excited and happy. And then the other thing I'm doing is networking out the wazoo because I feel like that's the only thing I can really do is ask questions to people in the industry and build my my Rolodex of people. Yes. So those that's are the amazing. initial steps that I've taken is like 
thinking through what are the right projects to start? How do I build a foundation for a company? Because a lot of people in the digital age are just boom, ready to like, they're like time for my first client. It's like, well, it's gonna, you have to establish yourself as an expert and, and that's not going to happen overnight. And it is going to take hard work and research and building projects that will be foundation for whatever work comes your way. So right. Actually, that kind of leads into the attraction. I was attraction. just going to say that too. I was just going to, we are on the same way, but please, you can introduce that. Well, I mean, this, this whole concept that Em and I have talked about so much, but for those who are just tuning in, we, we've thought of this concept attract versus chase. It's like, do you want to attract the projects in the world and life that you're looking for? Or do you chase the projects in life and things that you're looking for? And it's sort of a hard topic. So I thought we could just. Dis- <sighs> we could discuss that because I'm in the state of like, what do I do? Right? Like, am I chasing too much? How do I, how do I attract more things? <laughs> oh, it's it's a hard thing. It's such a hard thing. I feel like we've talked about this in little bits in the past yes. because it's like, you can't have one without the other. It's almost right. like a delicate balance because you can't just sit there and say, all right, I'm going to get these, I'm going to get these jobs. I'm going to be signed on to major movies. It'll just come to me. I'm sitting right here, but I know it. I'm putting it out there. Um, and it's coming. It's definitely coming. It's likely not going to come by just doing that. Exactly. Yeah. There's nuance to the statement. Cause I do agree with, I don't attract, I chase, or I don't chase, I attract. I agree with the, with the sentiment of it. Like mm-hmm. you, you know, don't go knocking on everyone's door, like prepare yourself and be ready and put yourself yes. in situations where you're attracted to right the right people. Putting yourself in situations and you're preparing yourself. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's like, you're not just going to sit at home and someone's going to come knock on my door and be like, Peyton, do you want to come market our film? Like that's not going to happen. So, um, but that's, I think what we wanted to talk about was like, I think the internet or social media romanticizes those topics um, and makes it look like that makes it look like all you have to do is manifest your life and boom, you have the dream life or use this sound and you'll go viral. And Right. right. It's these silly things where it's like, no, no, no. These are big, like spiritual sentiments that require so much work. It's not just boom, done. No, no. And I'm so glad you said that the use this sound and you'll go viral or whatever. Yeah. It, it's that instant success when it go, it also goes back to, it, this isn't cliche, but I know this is something that um, I don't know who the author is, but he said, you have to work on something for 10,000 hours to be a master at it. Right. And so that to me showcases that you it's it's the work you're putting into it you these people that maybe are all of a sudden going viral it looks like it's all of a sudden they've likely put in the 10,000 hours beforehand 100 percent. or they're not going to be prepared in the same way that you would had you put in the 10th that's the other thing I think about if I was or if I was like tomorrow someone knocked my door like I just said and was like hey can you market my movie I actually wouldn't be ready for that like I do need to take a month to build the foundations of the business, to understand the movie marketing space really in depth. Right now, it's just a passion. It's been like of interest and I've helped with certain projects, but I don't have the research and the hours put into this world. And I'm doing deep dives on directors and filmmakers. And, you know, it's like, it's going to take work. And 
you want to feel prepared for when the opportunity comes. That's a form of attraction, I think, is by working hard in those ways. Absolutely. Because if you're not, that opportunity will just pass you by. Right. 100%. And I, you know, I've had something very similar lately. I've been really fortunate to be um, taking people's photos for different things. I did. Oh, so cool. Um, I know. I've been loving it. I did my friend's new flower shop and I did a maternity shoot the other week. And it's, I'm learning, you know what I mean? And so it's like, I, I'm still in the process of learning. I am not a professional at all. The maternity one, I wish I would have done better in certain situations, but they know I'm not a professional and now I can take that information and move on. And yeah. then hopefully that when there's an opportunity that comes about or that I attract for sure with, with manifestation and just positivity and working my way through things, I'll be prepared. I, that's a, that's a great example. I'm quoting Timothy Chalamet. I saw him and Martin do Scorsese it. do a little interview on TikTok the other day. He said something like not to take myself out of my generation, but I think there's the art, there's an art in boredom. And so many people in my generation and in, in our generation just hate the feeling of boredom and have to be doing constantly that you, you miss opportunities to feel inspired, to spark creativity, to find the next great idea. He's like, I remember as a kid, I got so bored. I'd have to pick up a book and that book changed my life. Right. Or like, couldn't wait to go to Blockbuster to rent that movie so that I could watch it. And that movie brought me and my friend together for a sleepover. So he was just like, it's interesting in, in today's world, there's so much access to so much shit that That's you're so just like, right? You're looking for boom, boom, boom. And it's like, take hours to do do it right. Right. Just do it. Do it. Don't, you can't, you can't just do it sitting behind a screen on your phone and recording yourself. Like it's, it's not going to happen. Like I, like when you said that we're afraid of boredom, or, or we need more boredom in our lives. I, I t totally immediately go back to like my childhood and we would just be outside playing with berries and rocks and making potions and your imagination just goes wild. Mm -hmm. and it's just, it's so fantastic. And I see people nowadays, they're not outside a lot and they're, they're on a tablet or a screen at all times. And I really do think that stifles imagination. I don't know if this can be totally related, but in my mind, I wonder if that then waters down the arts right now. I feel like so many things are either a recreation or just mimicked of something in the past. And to me, I, I sometimes think it's because we don't allow our, our minds to just explore. A hundred percent. And I think people are forgetting how important that is because mm -hmm. they see these people getting, you know, romanticizing their life and getting immediate gratification. But I do think totally. there's something to hard work and putting hours in and reps in like a professional athlete. I just watched the Beckham documentary. Have you I'm, seen I'm it? I'm behind. I'm behind. I, know, I, I promised and I'm not, I, I broke my promise. No, we'll watch. We'll, we'll do a whole episode on it. Cause it's okay. that good. But, but th this same thing, it's like, he put in years and years and years and reps and reps and reps and hours and hours and hours which all of that got him his moment. And of course he had like a big goal that scored and they're like, in that moment, this rookie became an icon or whatever, but it wasn't that moment. It was the 15 years prior that he put in all the work. So right. 
I, I don't know. There's something inspiring to me about that. And especially with starting this new business. You're doing it so that you can have that moment. Yes. That, yes. Because if you're not doing it now, you won't have that moment at all. I mean, I feel like that is just the absolute best example. And it's so true. We just, we want that fast forward button. Because time and... feels, time feels like I I had that last night where I was like, oh, oh there's yeah. not enough time. I have to write a movie and I have to write a oh, novel yeah. and I have to start a business and have a kid and but buy a home. <laughs> And Luke's like, girl, chill out one step at a time. I don't know if that's a girl thing or a guy thing too, but I feel the exact motherfucking way. Yeah. It's overwhelming. It is so overwhelming. It is so overwhelming. And I know you and I are like this and so many people out there are ambitious and they don't, they don't want to say no, or they don't want to settle for Mm -hmm normalcy you know mm-hmm. and that's always something that like gives me the heebie-jeebies so it's really really hard to like fight through that and it's when you, so you need that motivational push I agree and I also have like I said studied astrology and spirituality and manifestation and whatnot but so much of manifestation is also you know coming up with the dream vision is is one thing putting in actions and little steps towards that dream vision but then embodying that vision, that higher self, that version of you that you want to be. And I think about this, do I want to be burnt out working on 8,000 things, waking up stressed and anxious, having my hands in a million different buckets and feeling chaotic? Absolutely not. That's not actually my highest self. Like when I envision her, she's floating through the space and just like so easygoing and grabs a coffee on her way out to, you know, it's more of a relaxed, chilled version of me. So I try to bring that to my present, even though I'm not there yet. That is, I am so happy you said that (laughs) because I, I feel like that is my true self too. Yes. In the day to day, I'm just like all over the place and like stumbling over my words. My brain goes beyond my mouth and all of that. But our 80 year old selves are the ladies walking to get coffee every morning, then going to the park, taking a book there and reading or writing or or telling somebody. Yes. And so it's like finding more opportunities to slow our lives down. We are in control of that, whether it means waking up an hour earlier, saying to our bosses, we have setting more boundaries at our work settings or whatever it looks like, you know, it's more challenging now because we're like, oh, there's so much to do. But doesn't mean it's not possible. David Beckham achieved the impossible. It's, it's fucking possible. It's so impossible. I mean, it's so possible. <laughs> and that's what you say. That's But that's why there. it seems like there's so little amounts of people like that because I know it's hard. And it's consistency over and over and over again. And then that yes. chase brings on the attraction. I know. And I don't even... That's what I struggle with the chase versus attraction versus, because to me, that's like putting in hard work, which I think is different than chasing something. Like I think, right, right. Like chasing to me feels like it stems from a place of insecurity or a place of like fear. It's like, I'm chasing this because I'm afraid of what won't, you know, versus I'm attracting the the things I want in my life by working hard. And by putting myself in those situations. Mm -hmm. And I think the act of chasing is almost 
a way to feel like you're controlling a situation. Yes. Because you're going after, you know, I'm going here. This is what I'm doing. I'm following that right here. When in reality, nothing is really in our control. And so when you surrender it, you can still go after something actively, but you're not trying to control every little step that you take and the outcome of it because you're never going to. And honestly, if you just surrender it all, but keep working on it, like something beautiful, maybe even more beautiful comes out of it. hundred percent. Other things that maybe you would be, you know, in blinders. Yes. I could not agree more with you. And I think so many of my friends are so type A and controlling in that way. And I used to be for so long and I have really shed that and tried to shed that because it does stem from your ego talking in a lot of ways where it's like, I know what I'm doing. I know the future data shows that this and this is going to happen and that's going to happen. And that guy has done this, this, and this, therefore I won't date him or this. It's just so contrived. And it's like, who do you think you are? (laughs) that you're going to predict your future. You have no idea. No, none of us do. And you know what? Some of it is also, when you were just um, explaining all of that, a lot of it is just optics because you want other people to see. Yes. That. Yes. So true. So true. And so much of this is internal, like we've talked yeah. about, which is why it's hard to see the the visual of it. And until you're the yep. big success, like a David Beckham, it's really hard to be like, I'm putting in the hard work. I'm do- I, it, It's just not oh. exciting. You know what I mean? No, it's not because day to day you're like, why isn't this working? Why isn't this working? I, okay. So I follow this guy on Instagram. His name is Jordan Syatt. He's a a fitness um, instructor and he had the greatest way of explaining consistency and how it adds up and no matter what you're doing in your life. Mm. So he had a glass of water or not a glass. It was an empty glass. And then he had like a little eyedropper and he did one drop at a time. And he said, look at that, five drops doesn't make any difference. You can hardly see that it's down there, but I just keep dropping one at a time, one at a time. Oh, eventually there's a half an inch of water. Oh, okay. I see a little bit of progress, but I just go one more drop, one more drop, one Mm -hmm. more drop. And if you keep doing one more drop, just that thing every single day, eventually the glass of water is full. It really made a difference to me. It's because I think so many people want to just go to the water fountain and are like, here, pour my water. It's like, yeah. just do it one by one, slow down. There isn't a race We're we're all going to get there. We all die anyways. That's how this works. Yeah. <laughs> and there's no deadline. And I, and I there's know that no that's deadline. hard to like, for me, even at times it's hard to get my mind around that. Same. There's no deadline. No. And so I think, and my little sister actually today said that to me because I was feeling the pressure of. Halloween coming up and I'm like, I'm still in my twenties and I should be doing this and that. And she's like, why not go to a Halloween party in your forties and have that be your social era? Like, why do you have to have a social era right now? If you're not in that mindset and you're starting a business and you're trying to save money and what, okay. Like that's who cares. I know Reagan. It's, it's just, there's no rule book. I could, I could have a party phase when I'm 40. Why not? Absolutely. It's just, there's no timeline for these things. There's really not. There's really not. You don't have to be doing something at one certain time of your life. And so if you're consistent with going after your goals, that Mm -hmm. time is going to pass anyway. So Mm -hmm. why not keep working on it so that one day you actually will get there and you're not looking back 
one year or at one year before and you wish you would have. Exactly. Exactly. I, the one thing though, I do feel pressure with is the biological clock, which I feel like more and more of my friends are talking about this. I don't know if you feel that way too. And we've touched on it, but there is an added pressure for women between 20 and 40. Yeah. And it's this weird thing where you just feel it's like my time, you feel time more, right? Has that come up in a lot of conversation lately? Yeah, a little bit. And I think it's just because I'm, I've been married for a couple of years and, you know, I quit, quit the corporate job and they're like, oh, well, what a perfect time to, you know, and I'm like, that's not why I quit. I didn't quit to just have a kid. I quit to start this other thing, which is, you know, I think it's harder to explain that. I think a lot of people would, it would make a lot more sense. Like, oh, you saved up. You should buy a home and have a kid. And I'm like, yeah. I saved up so I could start a business. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, and it, But it's I do so want kids hard. too. So it's hard. It's hard. Right. Oh, I feel you. I mean, I'm 34 and we don't have a child and I want, I want to. Yeah. And it's sometimes I do get concerned. I'm like, God, like can I? Like, I don't even know. Like all of these people are like, my friends are like, oh, you should freeze your eggs. So you should get tested, all this stuff. I'm like, I've never even thought about that. I've, I've never oh thought about God. that. And so now it's just kind of like sinking into my brain. Oh, well, what if I don't? What if, what, I'd be so sad. Oh, but could mm -hmm. we adopt? Well, that's really expensive. Like all of these questions and it's overwhelming as hell. Mm -hmm. It's so overwhelming. But to give you a little bit of hope, one of um, our friends, she just turned 42 and she's pregnant with her first kid. Oh my God. Yeah. And she is awesome as hell. She has a badass career and it's just kind of like a good reminder. Like she didn't put anything on the back burner Yeah, and now she's, you know, getting the family that the time is right now. And, and you can do both at once, but some people don't want to like you and I right now, it's, we're trying to focus on something else. Agreed. Agreed. Do you want, have we ever talked about this? Do you want a lot of kids? I think three. Wow. You want three. I know. Well, I grew up with three, like okay. me, my brother and my sister. And I like that. Mm -hmm. I don't want one. Mm -hmm. I feel like that would be very lonely. And I don't know. I just like a little trio. I love a trio. What about Jeff? Does he have opinion? No, which is part <laughs> of the problem. <laughs> He's like, whatever. He just, no, he goes, um, I want it if you do. If you don't, I'm cool with that too. I said, this is a joint. <laughs> but honestly, really sweet. Because I think a lot of husbands do put pressure on, on wives. True. And that's sweet. It is it is your body. You're growing the thing. So it is I really, know. you know, know, your call. I know. And that's one of my fears too. Just the body changes. There's so that? much to it. I do want to, I think I wanted a lot of kids. I wanted like six growing up. I was like, I want a big family. I want, yes. But, but now in the modern world, I'm like, my God, everything is so expensive. And I like nice things. I like <laughs> living in LA. I'm like, what? So two or three. I agree yeah. with you. I think, I think it's, yeah, that feels good. I want to be, I want a full house. Yeah. I want things happening and like yeah. a lot of, and I want to just like have that excitement. But I, I, I'm right there with you. I, I always thought five was the best number, but now I don't know. 
<laughs> I want to fit in one car. Like I also want to fit. In, I, I just think there's, there's nice yeah. things as you get older, you're like, oh, that would require two cars. And that would require lots of plane tickets if we ever wanted to go anywhere. And like, oh my God, I never even thought about that. I know it's expensive and, and schooling and clothes. I want them to be cute. I want to get cute fashion and have them go to fun activities. So they how am I going to afford that? And we're not going to not be cute ourselves. Exactly. So like it's all of it. It's, it's all, all of it. Of it. <laughs> it's going to, it's going to come when we're, when we're ready for it. And right now we're laying the groundwork. We're yep. chasing after our dreams and we're chasing what's right for us. And we will, all of those things will come to us when we're ready. I agree. We're preparing for it. We are attracting the right things at the right time. Exactly. Those little babies don't even know what they have coming for them. They don't even know. Oh yeah, my God. Class moms. Right. I do want to kind of leave us with a little thought. Oh, please. We watched a documentary last night or I popped in. It was called The Pigeon Tunnel. Mm. And it's about a spy. And he just had this one line that Jeff picked out and then he replayed it. And he said, um, I'm not supposed to know all the secrets about myself. If I did, I would have nothing to write about. I love that. And it is, I have to really think hard on that. Wait, can because, you repeat it? Yeah, absolutely. He said, um, I'm, I'm not supposed to know all of the secrets about myself because if I did, I would have nothing to write about. That's so good. And it's exactly right. <laughs> yes. Yes. So cool. Uh, and there's always, oh my God, I can go on a whole spiel about, I love that. I love that. And I just, this reminds me of a quote I saw last night from Harriet the Spy. Uh, <laughs> Little different, but at the childhood movie, but, but she two said spies. something. Two, two spies. <laughs> um, she, she said something like Rosie O'Donnell, whoever she played in the film was saying to the, to Harriet, she was sad because she was growing up and she's like, don't worry, Harriet. There's always people to observe and fill your notebooks with. So go on and grow up and fill your notebooks. And one day I'll be first in line to read your novel. It was something sweet like that, but it's, it is something scary about when you complete something or you write mm -hmm. something down, that's then done. Like you figured it out. You've solved that part. So yes. I love that you just shared there are endless secrets and, and that's the excitement of life. And there's endless things to write about. So love. That's amazing. <laughs> and it brings us back to let your mind wander. As always, thank you guys for listening and we'll see you next week. I woke up in the morning and the sun broke through the open curtains. The birds sang too and they said, this